0: Welcome back to a new episode of the podcast. (laughs) We are sort of delving into more true crime again on this episode which you know I guess you know from clicking on it and seeing the title. Um, So I'm going to be talking about the Hello Kitty murder and I just kind of wanted to I guess not really warn people but I've never really talked about sort of murder and true crime stuff on one of my podcasts before. I have no problem with it. I would spend my life watching horror movies. I watch a lot of true true crime shows um, especially to fall asleep too, which is weird and it's something that you know I've, I'm used to I guess but thinking about it I've never really talked about it on a podcast. So this one was actually suggested to me by Derek Watson from the Life Bites podcast Um, you should check that out with him and Brian Ross. They do all all sorts of things that they find online and weird, weird stuff. Um, so I'd recommend checking them out. But he suggested the Hello Kitty murder, uh, was something I hadn't really heard of before. I read about it. It's weird. (laughs) It's kind of a a pretty fucked up true crime story. And I mean, Hello Kitty doesn't play a huge part in it, but it's a bit of, a bit of the case of the story. And I guess that's how it got dubbed. So it's pretty fitting, um, but yeah, so if, you know, you're expecting my usual quirky, upbeat, paranormal, supernatural, conspiracy type of show. I do have that just sort of, I guess, try and make it fun attitude for the podcast. Even though this isn't really a fun topic, per se. But I will go through it the best I can. And we'll kind of see how it goes together, right? Um, I apologize if I'm like laughing and have that kind of attitude coming through I know it's not something to laugh about and I do feel awful for what happened to the poor woman in this case and that's just kind of how I do my podcast so that's how it's going to go um so to start off in 1999 23 year old Fan Mei Yi was a hostess in Hong Kong um she was a hostess at a nightclub at a place that was sort of like a seedy underground place with a lot of criminals and drug addicts and the syndicate and triad and everything um, and she had actually had a past of being a past prostitute before and drug addict so I guess it was kind of like a fitting place for her to be sort of. Um, one of the people that came into the nightclub a lot was uh, a member of you know the triads or the syndicate his name was Chan Man Lok um, and he sort of started hooking up with Femi, um, even though a lot of other reports said that she was like a young mother and stuff. Um, I, you know, I don't really know a lot of her her background. There wasn't a lot of that really um, online. So basically she started hooking up with this dude who was a part of... The crime syndicate, um, likely a triad who was known to dabble in prostitution and drugs and all of that fun stuff that comes with being a triad or a member of the Chinese mob, as it were. And I guess what happened was one day she decided that she needed money and she was going to steal his wallet, (laughs) Um, which wasn't a very smart thing to do. So he found out and he, I guess, forced her to return the amount that she stole, plus thousands and thousands more tens of thousands more in interest on top of that um she paid up into a point but then I guess like she didn't have a way to pay anymore he was already taking her paychecks from the club and so they decided you know him and his fellow crime members his henchmen or whatever you want to call them decided that they were going to I guess make her paid a different way so they were going to kidnap her force her into prostitution to pay it back that way um and I guess work off her debt that way um so they were going to keep her prisoner, prisoner and basically keep her drugged up on on meth just so she would sort of comply um and then you know they all did drugs themselves and everything so I guess what happened was you know she wasn't working off her debt fast enough or they weren't happy with how quick she was working off her debt so instead of forcing her into prostitution so much they decided that instead of that they were just going to start I guess beating her um to take it out on there. and that never made sense to me when people like like oh we break your thumbs and we're getting our money back. Well you're still not going to get your money <laughs> if you break my thumbs. It's not you know it's- I'm going to end up with two broken thumbs you're just still not going to have money. Like you may have satisfaction but you still don't have your money essentially. So, so I guess they just ended up um beating her and Probably raping her. I don't think things actually said that, but very likely that happened. Um, what also happened was the the main dude, Chan Man, Chan Man Locke, Man Lok, whatever you want to call him, he was dating, he was 34, then he was dating um, a 14-year-old girl at the same time, which is kind of fucked up, <laughs> 20 years difference, and he kind of roped her into, you know, jumping on board and getting in on the the torture and stuff um so he ended up you know convincing her they all four captors on her ended up doing a lot of horrific things um they would melt plastic straws and burn them on her feet they would spill like really hot oil onto her feet especially until the wounds are already there which is pretty fucking awful they would beat it with a stick until her ribs would break, they would urinate on her and force her to drink it, and there was even one time where the 14 year old girlfriend filled a shoebox with her own poop and then they force fed it to poor Manny. So I mean you think as far as like torture and stuff goes to the point where like you're gonna just shit in a box and then force feed it to this poor woman because she stole money from you. Like that's how you're getting your debt paid. A lot of the times you you would just think that it would be a matter of like beating and stuff but nope we're going to force feed her poop. Um I guess it just ended up and this was like I guess all over um the course of of a month or a little bit longer um but what they ended up doing was they would hang her with electrical wire by her hands from the ceiling um hit her with an iron pole and while they were doing that, they're still living in the apartment. So they're just kind of sitting there hanging out and playing video games and leaving her, you know, tied up and hanging and beaten. Um, they also electrocuted her genitals, <laughs> bit her breasts and continued to torture her, you know, repeatedly in those sort of ways. Um, like I said, it was ongoing. It was, they figure it was probably about a month or so um, from the reports of what, you know, that they did for, for torturing her. Um, and then I guess eventually one morning they found that she had died. Which really isn't that surprising from all of that abuse and injuries and everything that she probably, you know, either bled out or her body just couldn't sustain it anymore. And they probably weren't feeding her. <laughs> so you imagine from like not having water and food other than urine and shit shoved in her mouth. I mean that all kind of adds up and that's really just super, super horrific so her torture didn't really end when she died because they decided to keep torturing her body basically they um, cut up her they put her body in the tub and they decided to cut it up with a saw they would boil body parts of hers just i guess to get rid of the parts and stop them from smelling and there was also A lot of reports that they would basically boil her body parts in one pot on the stove and make their food in another pot beside it. So like, you know, cooking arms (laughs) in one pot and soup in the other and stirring back and forth. And there's no real, like, I guess, reports of cannibalism. But I mean, you kind of have to think that when you're cooking something beside like body parts that, you know, that's kind of borderline because you're probably mixing. There is cross-contamination, so there is likely to be cannibalism. <laughs> I think anyways, that's my opinion. Um, and I guess the extra remains that they didn't, you know, necessarily boil, they wrapped in newspaper, stored in the freezer. They eventually threw some of them out with their uh, weekly trash, I guess. And we're just kind of, you know, haphazardly chucking body parts around. Uh then eventually when they got down to her head they decided to boil it until the skin and the flesh were removed and they had a big stuffed Hello Kitty mermaid doll and they decided to cut the head open and shove the like the head open of the doll and shove the skull inside and and sew it back up. which is really really fucked up. So not only did they do stuff with her head I guess too um and then the rest of her body that anything that was left they decided to to feed to stray dogs and apparently make soup for the homeless which again is really fucked up. Um after they did all that they sort of went about their lives um like nothing had happened like they didn't Kidnap and torture this woman for a month and let her die and do a whole pile of crap with her body. Um, I guess eventually the dudes moved out but still the teenage girl lived there and started having horrific nightmares and thought that the poor woman Fan Mei was haunting her and was just you know I guess super upset about realizing that she'd been a part of this horrific thing so she decided to go to the police station and confess everything and I guess at first the police thought she was just crazy that it was just some some fantasy of you know a teenage girl that really didn't know what was going on and I guess all her details or whatever convinced them to at least come to the apartment where they you know found that after the dudes had moved out they had left the Hello Kitty doll behind. So to me you think that you know if you're going to do this horrific crime to this woman and go to the point of sewing her head into a Hello Kitty doll that when you leave you wouldn't leave the Hello Kitty doll behind because it's kind of like a big piece of evidence right and it's kind of got her head in it it's got evidence of of your crime but so you move out and you leave that behind. So I guess that was enough for the police to begin looking into the case. They investigated, they found like they found the head in there and the other part is I guess where the apartment was the window overlooked the roof of a nearby store and so they found a bag of her internal organs (laughs) on the roof of the store nearby which again is super gross Um, and they found a tooth in the apartment too. So there you go and that's always like really weird creepy thing to me that like stuff with teeth. So I have like my own weird phobias about teeth. I hate the dentist. I can't stand having someone poking around in my mouth. The idea of getting needles in my mouth is just like nausea inducing and movies where people get their teeth pulled is just like awful to me. And so anytime too where like someone finds like bloody teeth or you found like an old tooth is just really it's really bizarre to me. It's bizarre to think that like teeth are just sort of laying around out there. So I guess that was another part of the story is that they found a tooth as well. Um the dudes I guess were identified by the teenage girl. She was given immunity for her testimony in the case. Um there was the three men and they were I guess so like what happened was so they couldn't prove how the poor woman died. Um, the bits of her that were left, unfortunately, they couldn't really prove whether you know what her cause of death was. Whether it was from blunt force trauma, which it probably wasn't. Whether it was from like extended abuse, which yeah, more than likely it was, or was it you know how they tried to say that she had a drug overdose and died. And to me, that is kind of ridiculous because you have her tied up. You're torturing her, beating her. She's probably barely alive. How is she going to be taking drugs herself? The only way she'd be taking drugs is if you were force-feeding them to her, like the poop. So I don't think that, you know, she would have been taking drugs as part of that. So to me, that's ridiculous. But I guess because they couldn't prove it, um, they were only charged and convicted with manslaughter. But also... In Hong Kong apparently it's a big crime to like mistreat a corpse and not provide proper um, burial and disposal of or whatever so they were charged with that as well. Uh, They were sentenced to life in prison with potential of parole in 20 years which again isn't really bad. Um, I think that in the States you get a lot worse (laughs) so that's sort of like their you know what they what they got charged with um after they had been charged with the crime and everything and like left the apartment building and I guess the teen that was living in there after she had left too um they you know the the owners of the apartment building couldn't rent out the room anymore to anybody um or the apartment. No one wanted to rent it obviously because horrific stuff went down and I guess what happened it was eventually other people used to like that you had used to live in the building were moving out as well because they didn't want to be associated with it or they were just you know didn't want to be in the building because of it and i think because a lot of like the hong kong and you know the asian culture where they're very spiritual it was probably a lot of that too right so they didn't want to be in a building where this horrific stuff happened um eventually a new owner who bought the apartment building in 2012 and it was demolished and then I guess re- rebuilt. So I think though that like with it being rebuilt even there's the whole thing where like stuff happened on the grounds. so you know there's probably potential for- for spirits or whatever. Um and I guess too in between the time of when it was so like people had moved out or whatever and before it was demolished there was a lot of paranormal investigators um that had gone there and were trying to like commune or contact the poor woman um that had been (laughs) tortured and murdered in there. I think a lot of it was because the teenage girl um you know initially said that she was haunted or whatever so they probably thought that hey her spirit is actually lingering here maybe you know maybe they could figure something out and so that's why they they went there to kind of see if they could contact her. So that is basically the Hello Kitty murder case. It's pretty horrific as far as you know crimes go um, and like with the torturing and the killing and the whole idea of you know what they did with her body afterwards and putting you know the body parts boiling them on the stove alongside their own food and chucking just a bag of her internal organs out the window and, you know, not even caring where it went and, like, giving away her body parts, basically, you know, cooking them in soup for the homeless or whatever it was and throwing them away in the trash and giving bits of her body to stray dogs as well as sewing her head inside the Hello Kitty doll. There's a lot of pictures online. I'm not going to put it in the story, but you can look it up yourself. But um, it's basically just, like, a dirty bloody Hello Kitty doll you can't see the head in it but it's just really it's really fucked up and it's kind of I'm going to say it's kind of funny but it's kind of funny that it's been you know called the Hello Kitty murder because of that because of the fact that they decided to just put her head in the Hello Kitty doll and to me I'm like what even makes you think to do that to be like let's just put her head inside inside the Hello Kitty doll and then and then leave it like when you move out you just leave it behind I don't know. It's kind of a crazy story. Um, I, apologize if I apologize if I sort of whipped through it pretty fast. Um, it's not really like a long, in-depth one. I mean, I could go more in depth into the details of her murder, but that's pretty awful. And I kind of went through most of the details that uh, you know that that there was. Um, apparently, there's been a couple movies made out of it um in Hong Kong especially so I mean you can check those out. I think one's like something about like human pork chop or something I don't know I didn't look them up it was just something that I came across on a site online that there had been stories of it. I think it's probably been on some other like true crime type shows um so so yeah there's uh there's a true crime case for you. Um this does seem to be a bit of a shorter episode which you know you really wouldn't think that it would be for true crime and like I said it's not that I have anything against doing them it's just not something that I kind of intended to with Pi but I wanted to give this one um you know give it give it a story I guess for the show give it a a try to see so if you want to hear more true crime stuff like weird bizarre cases you can let me know you can reach out to me on social media my uh, handle on Twitter is cherrycyanide with two N's, as well as on Instagram. The Piecast stuff <laughs> is all at littlegeekloss.com now. Kind of pushing everything through my main site um, because I felt that Pie was better as like a, I guess an offshoot of Little Geek Loss. I don't know. I went back and forth, back and forth on having it like its own website and everything and its own identity, but ultimately it just. Fits better pushing it back into Little Geek Lost from a back end and technical standpoint as well. But also just, you know, from my own trying to brand everything through Little Geek Lost. I really could have done these episodes just as part of Little Geek Lost anyways. But I thought that, you know, they should have their own separate podcast and <laughs> podcast. So reach out to me on social media. Let me know if you like it. Also check out everything else on LittleGeekLost.com. Where I have my main podcast, Little Geek Lost, right now is sort of mainly focused on horror movies, but there's also um, costumes on the website and my blog and everything else in between. Everything Mandy is on there, so you can check that out. And yeah, let me know. Let me know if there's any other stories you want me to do, any weird anything, right? So whether it's paranormal, supernatural, conspiracy, true crime, just a weird crazy tale of something unexplained, anything like that. I'm always open to new ideas. I'm trying to find more different, less mainstream, I guess, ones that every other podcast has done. So let me know um, what you think and hopefully you enjoyed this one. And if you didn't, and if you don't think I should be doing true crime as well, let me know that as well. I'm open to feedback, whether good or bad or in between. That's how we all learn and grow, right? So um, yeah. Hopefully you enjoyed it and you'll come back next time.